0: Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to All In Good Sport. This is episode five, and my name is Chris Tarqu. And today is a very special day in the uh, in the history of the All In Good Sport podcast because it is our very first special guest episode. So, in addition to our normal hosts,
1: who are Joe uh, Rainbow, Alfie Langford, James Blackburn,
0: we are joined by.
2: Oh, is that what I meant? to, that right? where <laughs> to say That is what you. Can tell, I'm a professional as always, uh, <laughs> FPL Tom. Yeah, welcome, Tom. Uh,
0: it's a pleasure to have you, and it'll be a pleasure to, to talk to you about your career, your FPL channel, and you know everything in between.
3: And what it's like to be Alfie's brother. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, Alfie. We didn't <laughs> put those questions on there, but there are going to be some of those because uh, we are be intrigued. <laughs> um, so yeah, as we'll we'll start as normal, um, but we're going to talk to Tom first about your content, your journey into your job, and then hopefully you're going to have a look at our FPL teams. And if we've got time, we'll do the regular winners and losers. Um, so I thought to start, Tom. Uh, just sort of introduce us and the listeners to who you are, what you do, and that kind of thing. Yeah,
2: um, so I'm FPL Tom. I make FPL basically content, pretty much says it what it is. It um, it's a fantasy Premier League game, you know, all about fantasy sports. I do YouTube, I do TikTok, we do streaming, all that good stuff. we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got the whole shebang. That's enough about me. Um <laughs> I also work for DAZN as a presentation scheduler for the linear channels and I work across the Italy and UK channels so that's my day job Um, going back a little bit I used to be head of media at Ashton United as well a seventh tier side now and I went to university at UCFB studying football media and business so lots of football lots of kind of media (laughs) kind of relevance as well
3: which is perfect for us yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just what we all want to do. I was going to say what yeah, we yeah, all want to
0: get all, into. We're all. I, I don't think it, it, any of us don't want to get into sport as an eventuality. I think that's that's our all our eventual aims. So <laughs> it'll be nice that to, to have that chat. But yeah, so uh, presentation scheduler, I just wanted mm. to sort of, what does that entail? What's your sort of day to day like?
2: Okay, so basically presentation scheduler uh it's quite hard to kind of explain to people who don't work kind of within that sort of realm um but the way i kind of explain it to people is i build tv schedules so if you go on sky sports right now you'll see that this program's on at this point this program's on at this point so for italy i do the program planning and the presentation side so the program planning i'll put the programs in to so say, like, oh, this classic game of Premier League football, repeats, stuff like that, all that program's in, the lives. And then the presentation side is the stuff that you kind of watch as a viewer and you don't think anything about it. Yeah. So, that's when you're going into, like, kind of menus and titles. And, like, you know when, like, a Premier League game loads up and, like, there's kind of, like, the, um, the introduction scene? Mm-hmm. That yeah. That's called, like, a bumper. Uh, there'll be like legal bumpers as well so like certain advertisements going into certain programs as well so that's kind of the presentation side making sure that the junctions in between the shows that we've planned all kind of flow smoothly with adverts and kind of all the legal bumpers and menus and stuff like that Um, so yeah it's uh, it's (laughs) definitely interesting yeah
0: Um, and so I saw uh, previously you were a planning coordinator so Mm -hmm. what's the what's the difference between the two and
2: uh, yeah, so I'm still technically part of the same team, but there's yeah. completely different kind of remits. Um, so this new job that I'm in is for the linear side, which is just regular kind of TV. The job that I was in before, uh, Content Planner, was for the OTT side. So that is mainly where the bulk of DAZN's business is. They are a kind of Netflix of sport, if you like. That's the way that they brand themselves. The Netflix of sport, They're the go-to platform. Wow, I've, I've been listening to too much propaganda. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, that's that's the way that they've built themselves. And my job there was they have a system called What's On, and every single fixture you can imagine is in that kind of database. And what happens is, we used to basically update kickoff times. There'd be join points as well that kind of influence other teams further down the line, um, and there would be say like how many commentators would be on games. That would be my job to fill in that information. So then it goes downstream to kind of TX. They could then can plan it. Again, there's a kind of presentation scheduler in the OTT yeah. world as well, who will go down. They make a little bit less money than me, but <laughs> they go down <laughs> and they kind of put again, these rules in place, the menus, the adverts, all that stuff then goes downstream. So that's what I used to do, which was a lot more stressful, a lot more yeah. fixtures. And night shifts, which uh, were a pain. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk about them because you know could get fired for stuff that I did <laughs> on them. Definitely didn't fall asleep. Um, I was awake the whole time. If anyone from uh, Dazone is listening, did a, did a really good job. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's uh, kind of my history at Zone so far. So, in terms of like a, a, d- a sort of day in the life for you, then what was mm. that? What does a, a typical day look like for you? Oh, that is a good question. I think each day kind of differs because you kind of have um, pull-ups and certain days you have to get certain schedules out. So the way that we work is basically today in work, for example, I have sent uh, tomorrow's schedule already. So that will then basically go down to TX. They'll review it, make sure that it's um, all flowing, all good. But the thing with zone is it's kind of different each day. And kind of when we've had freelancers come in from, say, like the BBC, ITV, or like, you know, these kind of established broadcasters, they are completely shocked and massively out the depth when they come in because they are so used to it being so regimented. Like a lot of them come from like um, CBBC. And basically there they're just putting in the same program every day, like every time mm. slot. Very easy, very straightforward. Because of the nature of live sport and it's, always changing kickoff times you know certain number of fights so that impacts your duration and stuff like that it's honestly like incredible it's just like poof, it blows these people's minds when they come in from other organizations that you know this is kind of the level that we're working at there's always something to do they're kind of like two day a week you know the rest, <laughs> yeah. the rest of the week kind of like well sit back <laughs> and uh, not bother doing anything else um the thing as well with the zone, I'm going to be like the last plug, <laughs> um, is the fact that they just trust young people. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. the mm-hmm. big thing. And like, if any of you guys like want to go down that route, I probably would say look at the zone, um, because I'm 23. I'm going to be 24 in January, and I have done pay-per-view events. Uh, I ha- now literally run a whole channel to myself, presentation and planning wise. If I was at the BBC or ITV, they wouldn't even let me look at something like this. Yeah. Whereas at Dazone, yeah. they're like, okay, if you you're good enough, mm-hmm. we're just gonna throw you in the deep end and kind of mm-hmm. let you go for it, which is pretty incredible, to be honest.
0: How long has Dazone been running for? Because I remember the first time, or the first experience I had with Dazone was the, I think it was KSI fights. Mm. Um, but I, d- I, d- I hadn't really heard of it. It seems like that. quite a recent recent thing. Yeah. Isn't
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing in the in the UK. It's kind of small, to be honest. I think primarily the the target kind of demographic that we're going for in the UK is boxing fans. Yeah. Obviously, that's where like KSI's brought a lot of kind of new audience, new viewers to the platform. Um, but if I'm correct in saying, it was founded in 2016, um, and it's quite it's well, it's extremely big in other regions. Yeah. With a main broadcaster for Syria in Italy, um, right. which is what I look yeah. at, which is like.
4: you're touching pretty big stuff
2: Um, so yeah we've just renewed the deal for that so that's good I think that's going to like 2029 Germany as well we've got Bundesliga Champions League so some really really big kind of mammoth rights it's kind of in the UK where I feel a lot of people haven't heard about the zone and I think that will eventually change obviously that TV deal dependent with the (laughs) Premier League we'll see what kind of happens with that I know the news came out about that but Again, that's all dependent. And I think we'll more people will hear about the platform, especially if KSI puts on some more big fights. I was going to yeah. say, the, mis-
0: the Misfit stuff seems to have brought a lot of eyes to DAZN, which is obviously a positive.
2: Mm. Uh, in terms of number-wise, it was the biggest event we've ever put on, the wow, KSI event. Is. So, yeah, pretty, pretty big numbers. But
0: <laughs> to be fair, I, I remember seeing that first Misfits fight or the first KSI fight on DAZN, and I'd not used the platform before, mm. but actually the... And again it, the presentation of the the whole thing it feels it feels very much I d- it feels slick yeah and sometimes with sky sports and with tnt it it's almost samey mm. and i feel like that's what does at least from my limited experience with it did differently was it i don't know it created a sense of it, it made it feel big yeah and i don't know if that was just because it was something different or if it was
2: something specific to the zone but it, do it, it i don't know it felt like an event is bigger
4: Mm,
2: i get i get that I, fi- I think definitely with the boxing kind of stuff yeah. we take our production to like a whole nother level um i think that's one of the main reasons that matchroom left sky sports and came to dazone was the level that we kind of put in terms of production out whereas sky were kind of a little bit a little bit slack into. it was <laughs> like you know we'll come over to the big boys we'll bring aj yeah. as well <laughs> not cheaply but we'll bring <laughs> aj <laughs> you know um and yeah Definitely, like you said, the production-wise, there is a good standard for some of the products on the platform. Let's just say some of the products.
0: (laughs) Do you feel like DAZN has, because it's not necessarily not as established as your Sky Sports and your TNT? Do you think because of that, DAZN push harder to make every bit of content feel that bit more dynamic and a bit more exciting in order to, you know, because you've got to set yourself apart
2: yeah i I definitely agree with that point especially in markets where we're just starting to break through um i think that is kind of something that they've looked at where they've gone right we need to come up with like a good strategy so we can launch well in this market you know hit the audience kind of send a little bit of kind of like a shockwave through the system and i think it definitely has kind of put sky sports and bt on edge to be honest yeah they're like okay, we need to potentially change something. You're looking at kind of the way that they've brought in, um, is it called like Social Saturday on Sky Sports? Yeah, yeah, Like completely changing the way that they've kind of had it where it was soccer and very, you know, presenters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still like jokey, but now it's kind of more aiming towards that social aspect, the YouTubers, kind of the people who are big on social media as well. So I definitely think it's kind of changing the kind of media environment that's going off at the moment. Yeah,
3: because it seems like a lot of... um, The traditional broadcasters, um, because of competitors like DAZN, uh, are switching to definitely a more uh, young person-orientated approach. So
2: uh, do you
3: feel like DAZN has played a part in that
2: then? I think it has to some certain extent. Uh, Like a lot of the traditional kind of properties do have very similar Sky sports BT, TNT kind of feel. But I think it's the misfit stuff and the way that kind of that's been presented that has kind of pushed this kind of forward to be honest because um the, the thing with misfits as well if you look at the presenters that have kind of are on it the main guy comes from a youtube background the other people that are on it usually with him as well are youtubers or tiktokers there's no kind of like real big names you know what i mean there's no kind of established households kind of um traditional broadcaster names on the kind of misfits event. so i definitely think that as a played its part
3: is there a danger there though of like alienating a sort of traditional audience you know the ones who would tune into soccer saturday or soccer am uh, you know maybe uh sort of more towards middle age um sort of traditional s- saturday 3 p.m football fans mm, mm. um how, how do you go about winning them over
2: I think I think that's a very good point to be honest, because obviously everyone is trying to look for that new market, but there is that, like you said, the older market, the traditional market that prefers the way things are. You know, Saturday three PMs, um, and I definitely think there is going to be a change, and we are starting to see it come in because they are going for this new kind of market, and maybe that's where some potential new broadcaster coming in could find themselves a niche in the market. Is the fact that they go for this kind of pre-existing audience while everyone else is kind of looking one way they go back and look towards yeah, a more it feels traditional a, view
3: it feels a bit like uh, you know be in sports with keys and grey yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah, fe- yeah. it feels like that maybe that's what they're going for um, I, o- I was also interested you touched on um, how you do the programme scheduling for Italy as well mm. so how did that come about do you speak any
2: Italian I don't speak any Italian <laughs> um, and none of the kind of people that work in the Italian department for DAZN speak they do speak italian that's 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 a little bit dumb say but they they speak to us in english more broken english but they speak to us in english um it's same with all the kind of territories they're called like territory planners they basically speak in english to us but they also speak their native kind of language wherever they're based in the world so yeah i didn't have to learn any italian don't worry about that (laughs) (laughs) So,
3: so how did you come about landing on on italy then as well as uk
2: um so I, that was kind of the role that i was brought into at the time when i was brought on board to linear italy was the easiest channel well easiest like most of the days are non-live days so you can build them very easy there's not too much to kind of in terms of like junctions and stuff like that to kind of uh think about there was only really Syria at the weekend which kind of required any thought looking at join points advertising stuff like that it now has become kind of a bit of a beast and through i'm not gonna like big myself up but i (laughs) have yeah big yourself uh you know i've done a pretty good job and they were like right we'll train you on this so i'm not meant to do program planning but i now do so they were like well well done (laughs) and then uk uh due to some kind of people taking some time off with work they were like do you mind taking this on and i was like yeah sure (laughs) um That again is a completely different beast to Italy because that is a 24 seven channel. Italy only runs for 12 hours a day. So again, you're dealing with different things, different rights as well. That's the main thing as well. Italy, like we said, Syria, that's the bulk of it. Whereas UK, we spoke about boxing and stuff like that. And then you've obviously got Ofcom rules, I don't know if you guys know about them or... Oh, st- yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been, we've been <laughs> <learning>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, all, we all
3: do journalism here, so we've had plenty of on, on the, the Ofcom rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah. so Ofcom's a real kind of um, bugbear. Um, we've had to take Misfits press conferences <laughs> off the linear channel, mm-hmm. purely down to the fact that they can't keep a clean sentence between <laughs> any of them. Yeah. Like, every other word is a swear word or kind of a slur of some <laughs> yeah. sort. So, yeah, from an Ofcom kind of standpoint, we had to take it off. Um, but, yeah. And then there's a different kind of one in different countries. And, again, they all have different rules. So you guys studying Ofcom rules, if you do go into, like, broadcast media jobs and then, like, look at other countries, you'll be, like, completely shocked at some of the <laughs> really strict rules that they have as well.
0: Um, in terms of, like, so your current job now, what would you say are, like, the best and the worst bits? Like, what's your... I guess what's the thing you look forward to the most and I guess the thing you dread the most?
2: Um, the best bits, I would say, are kind of some of the perks that we get. Obviously, we broadcast a lot of events, so we get some free tickets sometimes, which is <laughs> extremely nice. Yeah, uh, I've been to quite a lot of boxing events, mm-hmm. been in like really high quality seats as well, like really expensive. You're talking like 200, 300 quid seats and I'm getting them for free and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, how have I done this <laughs> then? Um, Making oh. me a bit jealous here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that someone's phone?
3: Hello. That's, That's that not name? mine. Joe Rainbow. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Rainbow. It's my, uh, it's my mum. Oh. 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 Should we, we get our lives <laughs> on the phone? <bottom? laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, Joe? Are you going to answer it? <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, go on then. You go and answer it. I'm really intrigued. You here. might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nice backing track. Hello.
5: Yeah, we're on the podcast, you're live. Oh,
4: really? Oh, sorry. (laughs)
0: That's that's our second special (laughs) guest (laughs) appearance. Joe's mum's our second guest. (laughs) Short and sweet.
3: (laughs) Is that (laughs) one, (laughs) Joe?
5: So, obviously, design is your day job? Yes. FPL, how does that come into it? Is that sort of, does that stem from that or is it? No, is no, it
2: that that is kind of more of a kind of uh, passion project, right. if you like. Yeah. Um, I was, oh, hang on, there we go. Nearly knocked my audio out. Uh, I was, uh, I've been at Design about a year and a half mm-hmm. and I kind of was pining more to do kind of creative work. That is where I feel like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I want to be. I want to be doing like presenting or sat in front of a camera or, or like you guys are doing, like, you know, yeah. in front of just talking. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was at the zone and obviously that's quite, you know, just a bit laborious, the old mm-hmm. job that I was in and kind of a bit manual. Um, and I didn't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I can't really say I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy parts of it, um, but I just had that kind of, mm-hmm. I want to do something creative again, like I did when I was at uni, when I, when I was in Ashton, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. So I, I I watched a lot of FPL content, like a hell of a lot. Out
0: mm-hmm. of interest, who were your favourites? Um, Not to promote the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> so the first one I ever watched was FPL Mate. That was around Euro 2020 or the 2021 yeah. one yeah, yeah. Uh, that was delayed because of COVID. He was the first one that I ever watched, and I kind of didn't know it was a thing until I kind of saw him. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, at that point, I was like, maybe I could do this. Like, I love talking about this. So, mm-hmm. like, I've obviously got the background, I've got all the equipment. And I was just like, nah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll find something yeah. else. I'm
5: sure like it works hand in hand with, with both, both jobs. I think, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly.
2: Um, but yeah, I, d- I didn't do it at the time, which I do regret because God knows where I would have been right now because I think at the time when I watched him, he had m- maybe like 20K subscribers. We're now talking he's close to 200,000. Mm-hmm. So if you think of like, I would have started at that point, mm-hmm. Who knows where we would have been, but it is what it is. Yeah. I didn't start w- for whatever reason. Then I was watching uh, the big one that I used to watch a lot was FPL Raptor. He's done videos with like, like Storms. Yeah, Sk- he's really, I yeah. like his stuff yeah. a lot. He's he's brilliant. Um, and I was watching it and I was sat um, at my ex girlfriend's house <laughs> and I was sat just watching it. I you can't giggle at that. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was sat at her house and she was like, you're always watching this content. She was like, why don't you just make some? Mm. And I just went, that's a pretty good, pretty good point. Pretty good point <laughs> she's made, to be honest. Uh, one of the only good points she ever made. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no shout outs <laughs> on this <Mishpon. laughs> Um And yeah, so I went back home after living with her for um, about six months. Went back home because um, th- a car crashed into our house. a house. <laughs> <other Wow. story. laughs> that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But a car crashed into the house, so I had to go live with her for six months. Then I came back, and that's where I was like, right, I'm gonna start this thing. Filmed my first video. It must have got about 30 views. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Pretty crap. Not gonna lie, it's pretty terrible. The first video. Can we find found. it? After yeah, part, yeah. It's it's pull it up on the screen. It's still a, on the channel, and it is honestly, <laughs> it's, it's. There's a level. Kind of where the contents at that's where you start, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Know. This this is the thing that I'm going to say to people is if you are intrigued about making content.
3: Well, I'm sure our re- our first episode wasn't. Oh, well
2: yeah,
5: done, Chris. Yeah, not yeah. was it? Yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris is
3: subscribed. Chris has just clicked subscribe on your oh channel. Oh yeah, yeah. Here
0: Here we was wasn't Game week 27 selection.
2: That's the one.
0: Good thumbnail though. Yeah, yeah very professional. Yeah, it's
2: alright. It's not what it is now, but look at oh, the graphics. The quality, the quality oh. there is, is something.
0: <laughs> no face on this.
2: No face. I oh. didn't I didn't start doing face till like six months in. I was like really shy and I was just speaking to the camera like, oh, I think you should bring in this player. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> <laughs> he's quite good and it's <laughs> really... That's t- the
5: thing that interests me the most about this This sort of thing is the process you must go through to mm. obviously study these players, analyse these players.
2: It, uh, it talk us through that, is it? Um the hours you put into that? It must be a lot. Not a lot now. Um, at the start there was kind of the kind of development phase I've always been interested in data in football mm-hmm. like I love XG and all that stuff so mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge yeah. XG fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate it <laughs> oh. <laughs> because
3: it's never true XG <laughs> yeah. uh, expected goals <laughs> yeah it's yes.
1: never, never true yeah. at Bradford City <laughs> never <laughs> <laughs> that's because at Bradford City yeah there's <laughs> no expected <laughs> goals there man. <mate. laughs> but yeah um,
2: I was just a big stats nerd to be honest um, and that obviously correlates quite well with FPL mm-hmm. because you're looking at certain players that are picking up these good underlying data numbers and then you want to find them out, beat all your mates in your mini league because you've got like Wang who's kind of going <laughs> under the radar. Yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> you know what I mean? No. What the boy? <laughs> He's like at 5.6% owned and you're like, yeah, look at his data and no one else is spotting this. So... That's kind of the way that I look at it. Uh, there's some websites that I use um, that have like big data metrics, like FB ref is one FB of my ref favorites. FB such good yeah, fun, yeah, I love FBref. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's like DraftHound, who I'm an affiliate of, not <laughs> to like kind of plug it in way. Anyway, <laughs> go check that out. Um, and yeah, stuff like that. So they kind of build the metrics for you. And then I think a lot of it is kind of, I, I'm a manager who, um, kind of bases my player picks off uh, fixtures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always believe fixtures breed form. You know what I mean? You could have a team that are doing absolutely terrible, but if they've got a run of Luton, Sheffield (laughs) United, Bournemouth coming up, Mm -hmm. you probably want one of their players in your team. So then you're usually going for the kind of big boys. I like this thing called the talisman theory, which is players who take penalties or on free kicks and corners because they arguably have a higher probability of... Not only getting other attacking contributions outside of open play, they are also more likely to do significantly better on the bonus point metrics. Okay, so these are all kind of e- like, e- yeah. oh wow, <laughs> 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 oh, well, I've just selected players at, at, at will. will, will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is what I mean. Most <laughs> most average FPL players kind of just look at a player who's done well. Mm-hmm. will go, yeah. you are coming in my team, sunshine. <laughs> so the week before. Yeah. 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 yeah chasing yeah. points so you must
5: you like. must yeah. be doing well yourself then, if ah if,
2: uh, you know. it's, it's been okay does it, does it translate I better. um <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the kind of the consensus at the moment within kind of the content creation kind of sphere of players everyone's doing pretty poor right. in terms of okay. the regular kind of people yeah, it's very uh, random yeah mm. this year it seems well, like
5: your big hitters are really you
4: know this yeah. is what i mean a lot of usual people stunt, yeah
2: a lot of the kind of content creators went Rashford and Bruno straight off the back, double United with their good fixtures mm-hmm. and them it's two were dismal. Yeah. Just really t- really yeah, don't talk to me about it. What did you say?
4: <laughs> um,
2: so yeah, obviously that's that's impacted it. I'm not doing too bad. I'm about 600,000 in the world. I think realistically... We're looking to get in to the top 100k again. A top 100k finish would be absolutely mm-hmm. immense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but 600k is pretty decent considering
3: there's w- over 10 million like yeah, active worldwide. players yeah, yeah. worldwide, yeah. and yeah. that has grown like a lot in recent years. I know I started out in, I think it was 2019, and there was about seven million players back then, uh, and I did a set and forget basically. <laughs> I did, did one week and then and then <laughs> forgot about it for the rest of the season and and finished like five million.
0: Um, I think that's where I'm headed this year, and I'm not setting for yeah. yeah. not like looking good. <laughs> no, I was
1: at, I was at the top of the league. About was I like ten points clear? Mm. Then lost it all and dropped off, and I was like, I can't can't do it anymore.
2: Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the big thing that a lot of people kind of they lose interest very quickly in it uh, mm. at times because mm-hmm. it is so kind of I'm, I'm trying to think of the perfect way to kind of describe it, but there's kind of ho- so many highs and lows in oh fpl yeah. mm-hmm. you know one player like absolutely slaps and you are buzzing <laughs> you you yeah. know what i mean you're rolling yeah. into work the next day and then if you get like 25 one week oh. you are yeah you, you're just like <laughs> why am oh. i bothering even looking <laughs> yeah. at players anymore? Yeah. 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 I, I feel like
3: yeah. people get really invested into it oh, that's yeah. why it's grown so yeah. much is yeah. because mm-hmm. obviously you back a a team when you're watching uh, your normal regular sports but then in fantasy You know, that's your team. That's your baby. You've cultivated Mm. it and then obviously the competitive element as well you want to beat mm. as many people as you can and then if you're in a, a mini league with say your family or your friends or your work colleagues then <laughs> there's that extra incentive chris what have you just I've just had? seen my overall rank <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness come on
0: 6.2 million oh. Oh, i'm uh, <laughs> at the eight hundred twenty-five so <laughs> thousand. It's not that. doing too yeah. well. Is any idea where you are
1: uh Oh, i uh, i'm at 4.5 million come <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Premier League fans are letting <laughs> us down. It's <laughs> fine
3: because I only care about my family mini league, which I have yeah. three PTs. How's your mum doing? Uh, she's <laughs> dropped. She's dropped down to sixth. I've overtaken her finally. Um, it was getting a little embarrassing, actually. Um, <laughs> but I'm up to I'm up to fourth now. Mm. So just got ca- to go. catch a couple More of my thing cousins. Is, if she discovers
0: mm. the FPL Tom YouTube channel, you are not <laughs> safe, Mum. I'm friend. toast. <laughs> yeah, m- <laughs> mum kind of freestyles it. She's <laughs> right, she's got
3: she's gotten better. But the the aim next year or, well, has been for the past three years, is, is to convince my dad to come on um, and play in the family league. But he refuses to because Maybe he doesn't... Maybe this podcast or do it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, I think my, my working theory is that he does not want
2: to lose to his brothers. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I can understand that. Yeah. I think as well, one of the um, kind of more annoying things about it is I've found that, like, girlfriends, mums, <laughs> people <laughs> like that who have genuinely minimal <laughs> football interest pick these <laughs> random players <laughs> like yeah. someone who was it it was um it was someone's girlfriend in like our head-to-head league uh-huh. had charlie taylor and Bramthwaite at the back she didn't have a clue who either were she was just like oh the cheap i had charlie <laughs> taylor this week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I also had charlie yeah. taylor but sh- she just didn't have a clue who uh-huh. they were and it's so annoying when you come up against people like that mm. who are getting like
0: i had the same thing with uh we do like a, we, uh, we do like an f1 um, fantasy thing mm. and my ex. So, we'd started this thing at the time, and, it, and everyone dropped off, and it was just me and her left. Mm. And she was beating me week in and week out. And bear in mind, I watch every race, I'm active on you know social medias. Yeah, yeah, I know what I'm like. I, I'd like to think I know what i want about. Her. She's picking like. Some like she's picking like Yuki Sonoda, <laughs> right? And beating me, and I'm like, I, I don't understand how. Like, where's this coming from? Yeah,
2: it's just it always seems to happen as yeah. well. Like, there doesn't seem to be any logical reasoning behind it. Well, it's
5: so mean. uncertain, isn't it? you, know, yeah. you can t- pretend to know what what's going on, in the next minute, so
4: <laughs> I was gonna say that's the thing. You could, I was gonna say you can literally Patrick.
0: like you could have every everything is pointing towards this one player doing brilliantly, yeah, and he'll get zero points and go off before sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: well, th- this is the thing. There was Luis Diaz earlier this year. Um, one of my mates brought him in and then obviously his mum and dad got kidnapped so he he oh missed yeah. the gate he missed yeah. the game and there's not obviously a yeah. metric to kind <laughs> of <laughs> put in there's not XG kidnapped yeah. is there? Like, oh he's from Colombia so it's a little bit yeah. higher than the English players <laughs> you know what I mean there's nothing like that so there is skill that you can put into the game like with the data and stuff do and you have any improvements and maybe for
5: Oh, how yeah. it's measured for FPL, what, anything you'd Ooh, what you would add? What if you were tem- to become obviously the creative
0: director? Mm, is,
2: in that is that in terms of point scoring? Yeah, 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 how yeah, how yeah. What
0: what changes would you make all in all?
2: So I definitely think there's some stuff you could uh, you could make with points. Um, there's a game called So Rare, which is a different kind of fantasy game, which is around uh, NFTs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if anyone plays. Yeah, that. I
5: think I've, I think I've seen adverts. Yeah, yeah they're on like the yeah, Premier League b- yeah, billboards yeah. and
2: stuff. They've got quite a good scoring metric. A lot more detailed, which I don't think FPL needs to be because it still needs to be kind of basic. But there's definitely some elements that I think they could introduce, like winning a penalty. Mm -hmm. Um, It currently goes down as as an assist, which is a little bit dubious. (laughs) I think there should just be a a, a kind Mm -hmm. of point for winning Mm -hmm. a penalty because if you're the penalty taker of that team, you get fouled, you only get the goal. You don't get any points for winning the penalty, Mm -hmm. so there should be one of them. There should be one for conceding a penalty as well. Yeah. And I think they need to kind of introduce more chips into the game. Obviously, they've got bench, boost, triple captain, wild card at the moment. There needs to be kind of a new one to keep people engaged that little bit longer. Because you see it quite a lot. You have a lot of dead teams towards the end of the year. Because, well, well, yeah, (laughs) yeah. People have kind of had, you know, the first few weeks, they've spunked all the chips. (laughs) And then they're just like, "I'm I'm not playing again. Yeah, yeah. So it, it obviously, on
0: the idea of chips, what any ideas for what you'd introduce?
2: Um, I think the big one that I would probably introduce would be something around potentially kind of switching all your players. So, like rather than having five defenders, five midfielders, three attackers, one week it lets you kind of adjust that so you could have mm-hmm. six midfielders, Ooh, seven s- midfielders. That's a good shout. Out that. I that like that. You know what I mean? mean maybe like yeah. a one defender formation. Yeah. 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 That I feel that would add a lot more elements because this year in FPL, the strikers are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> there's Watkins, Alvarez, and Haaland, and then the rest are kind of you just mixing around, just mm-hmm. nothing really to shout about. But the midfielders, there's so many good ones this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So I definitely think a chip like that, where you could potentially swap for one week and have a fully loaded midfield, I think that'd make the game mm-hmm. a lot more interesting. Yeah. Well, one thing I've always wanted is live subs. So yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. Oh, em- every be, now and yeah. again, your
5: sub
0: will score 12 points. <laughs> you want to bring him in yeah but something so that like you know. like something to make it so that you could do something like no, that's what a sub yeah. for yeah
2: exactly so. well I suppose that's kind of what the bench boost does isn't yeah. it yeah well, but it's not the same I do think it takes a little bit of skill away though if you kind of yeah, have yeah, that ability well. I feel like people should be punished for putting like Charlie Taylor third sub like come on it's obvious that he's going to get 10 points <laughs> yeah, come, like, come, come on, on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean you know what I mean <laughs>
0: Um, Just to circle back to the YouTube channel and and Mm. sort of the beginnings of that, we are looking towards doing more YouTube content. Yeah, And so I guess what advice would you give us starting out on that journey in terms of, you know, we're starting from basically the very beginning. We've got a minimal presence on Spotify, yeah, so there's not really that transferable audience. No, we're growing, no. we're, we're growing. growing. I mean, we're getting how
1: yeah. many followers have we got on? Um, I will have a check, on but Instagram. yeah, I think it's about that. Oh, that means you're yeah. like 100, yeah, but <laughs> you've got Is me in, like it's yeah. a pretty big, come draw, on.
2: we'll get FPL mate in next week. That's
0: oh it then. I'm off, guys, that's it. But
2: yeah, no. So, so, so what, what kind of advice would you give us? I think the big thing is consistency. Uh-huh. That's the thing that I found this year. So, my growth this year went from 700 subs at the start of this year, all the way up to where we are now, 2.5k. So, like, yeah, it's pretty it's much a big it, The, the kind of the thing that I saw was consistency. I said to myself, I'm gonna make one video a week. Mm-hmm. I did that the mm-hmm. whole of last season. One video a week, very consistent, same upload time just hitting it every single week. That was my aim. Didn't care about the views. Didn't care how many people were watching. Didn't even care what people think. I think that's another big thing as well. Just do it. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, don't care what other people think because at the end of the day, if they're not doing it, they're losers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're they're on the outside. You're on the inside. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in your own kind of, this is going to go like proper Goggins here, but you're in (laughs) (laughs) your own kind of sphere. You've just got to kind of Mm -hmm. fuck the rest and just kind of do your own thing and haters are going to hate and you've just got to kind of be consistent, put content out every single week. Um, and then the big thing for me that kind of has changed things is um, the live streams and stuff like that. Um, I know you guys were speaking about like doing like a soccer Saturday yeah. kind of thing that yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. Like if you live stream certain stuff like that as well that's really we good to do. see. Yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah, uh, get the <laughs> permission of MSR to yeah. do yeah. that. How yeah. important
5: is like, social media in all that as well? Do you think having a big presence on there is... is
2: um i think i think with the streaming um aspect i think having a good following on uh tiktok was key to kind of bringing a lot of people in from over there um we've got like 7.5k followers on there so we already had a pretty big audience so when i stream now i do a dual stream Mm -hmm. so we'll have people on tiktok and people on youtube tiktok is like the the place place, to be yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah if you are looking to grow in any kind of platform i would recommend Getting a yeah, TikTok. Yeah, I've been saying so we need to sort our TikTok. So out. when I did you when good. did you start your TikTok? I channel? started my TikTok in January, and again, right, okay. very mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of yeah, figure s- off. That, then, yeah. So yeah, you're
3: yeah. at what? Is it how many sub uh, uh, people follow you on TikTok? Uh, seven and a half
2: thousand following wow. on, on TikTok.
0: That's good views on the videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: yeah. the highest we've had is one point six million. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and like a hundred. Well, it only takes <laughs> one <and> video to go viral. This is <laughs> This is the thing. This is the thing with TikTok as well keep knocking that out i do apologize (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the thing with tiktok as well is it's just so sporadic like Mm. one video you think this this is it this is the golden ticket i'm back to one million views and then you go that's two like no one's watched it (laughs) 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 um but it's it's like like if you guys want to kind of look for any sort of growth i'd recommend doing Mm -hmm. the streaming set up the youtube channel just kind of not care what anyone else thinks be consistent mm-hmm. and the big one is probably tiktok if you can kind of build an audience on there find a niche bring in followers they will then come to other platforms as well for you which is immense
3: so what i was wondering was so you, you mentioned niche there um, you know there's a lot of um fpl content creators mm-hmm. as the game has grown um and you see the really successful ones they're almost kind of instrumental in uh, creating the template almost yeah, um, yeah. for the for the game. So what sets you apart from, from them? How do you bring in your own unique viewers?
2: Uh, that's a really good question because a lot of FPL content is very much the same. Every like, There's only so many players you can talk about each week. There's only m- going to be so many high-quality players that, you know, more established managers like myself mm-hmm. <laughs> are going to kind of recommend <laughs> to people. Right, uh, Klopp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself uh, a little bit more like Guardiola, to be honest, uh, <laughs> just minus the hair. Um, but I think I think for me personally, it's probably my personality is my kind of drawing point. Uh-huh. And I think that's going to be the same for a lot of content creators within the FPL space. It's finding... Areas where they can maybe find like a little bit of something. Mm -hmm. So when people have kind of blown up, so a big one that kind of came out of nowhere over the past three years has been FPL Focal. He started off doing um, basically looking at historic FPL kind of um, weeks. Uh, Highest scoring week, lowest scoring weeks. Worst game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So that's kind of how he blew up. And then again, it's down to his personality. I think that's the big thing because a lot of the kind of, the FPL community, a lot of us stream. Mm-hmm. You kind of get a gist into certain people's kind of lives and, and their kind of background as well. And I think that is where my niche is, is mm-hmm. me as a person. And if mm-hmm. you don't like me, then, you know, there's plenty of other content creators <laughs> out there. But, you know, if you do like me, great, subscribe. Wow. You know? yeah. I, <laughs> just, I, think,
0: I think hopefully yeah. that's what comes across with us, mm-hmm. is that because the thing is, you've got millions of sport podcasts, yeah, and and trying to find a way of making it interesting and exciting and getting people to tune in week in and week out is difficult, mm. because uh, like, if we just come on and go, this is what's happening in the world of sport, yeah. here it is, mm-hmm. well, I, I, I've got BBC Sport. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. I need that.
3: it's a group of mates talking, and yeah. what's not so like about that? I was going to say, that's
0: and cool. that's the thing, if it feels like, and so one of my mates said this, he says it feels like you're part of the conversation. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. for me, that's that's the aim. Well, yeah. If someone could stick it on in the background and it just feels like you're in the middle of a chat, that's well, and perfect. We've got the Djokovic feature. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's yeah, the that's cool. why people tune in <laughs> for yeah. <a> Novak. Update. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we're going to get an even better update
3: this week. I'm I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get our Rafa update. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll get onto that later.
5: Do we got FPL? Do you to any keep any picks secret or keep any to yourself sort of thing? Uh, not something that.
2: I, d- I do keep some stuff that's secret from, my, was, yeah. Yeah, from <laughs> my group <laughs> chat mates um, yeah. because they obviously know about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Initially, I did kind of hide it away from them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it reached a point where they actually found me on TikTok. Oh, that's wicked. Though. And they was like, is this is <laughs> you? Yeah, <exactly. laughs> but I was like, yeah, I was like, this is me. And then I yeah. showed them the channel and they were like, oh, fair play, mate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I kind of have to keep certain players and stuff hidden because they're talking in the group chat going, just copy in your yeah. They're going, <laughs> our uh, oh, oh, Doku looks good this week. And I'm like, they're going, I've seen his press conference. I know he's injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's re- really good, lads. Really good. He looks good, yeah. D- you definitely <laughs> should bring him in. Um, so yeah, there definitely is an element of kind of hiding it. Mm. Not from my kind of <laughs> subscribers. I know some of the top managers are now having to do that. Yeah. Because some people are setting up teams that are just identical copycats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because these managers have got history of doing extremely well in the game. They put the time in, they research all these players they are probably going to get a really mm-hmm. good finish. Yeah. So if you're in a mini league with your mates and you're not mm-hmm. really too bothered, but you want bragging rights, you're probably going to just copy what one of these FPL so users I take the fun out of It, a little bit yeah, like it, it yeah. does, <laughs> it does. And I think that's why these managers are hiding it because they can see all the data and go, mm-hmm. this guy's the same rank as me. He has made exactly the same transfers as me every single game week. Mm-hmm. He must be copying my team. So they are kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. hiding it. Or some of them have been accused of... <laughs> This is very much accused. I don't know why I did quotation marks. It's not a video. (laughs) Um, But they've been accused of kind of holding back information until after the deadline. Um, So I think it was game week one this week. Uh, Let's Talk FPL, one of the biggest in the community, kind of broke the news that Gabriel was going to be benched one minute before the deadline. And you just feel like (laughs) you probably had that information (laughs) about an hour ago and you could have shared it, Mm -hmm. but you want that advantage over everyone else. So there is kind of an element of that that they're doing now.
1: Yeah, he hides his team until after the deadline. Yeah, I'm Have you ever copied his team? (laughs) (laughs) No, my dad always gets advice from you. I think that's what influenced him winning the league. No, I actually don't. All right.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. YouTube searches to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to sort of off the FPL uh, stuff, mm. going back to the, the, the job stuff and, and uni and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you said you did uni at UCFB. Yes. Um, so that was a sport specific degree. Yes. And, uh, and obviously we, we all are aiming for sport, Yeah. but none of us are doing a sports-specific degree. Mm. So I, I guess I want to ask, sort of what was the experience of doing that like and... What advantages do you think a sports-specific degree give you where you are now?
3: Also, very (laughs) quickly, what is UCFB? What does that stand for?
2: Uh, I cannot remember off the top of my head.
3: The University of Football Business. Business... Yeah. It Etihad you went
2: yeah. in Manchester. Yeah. There, oh are yeah, there are two, aren't there? There's one at Wembley. One and at Wembley, one, one at, at, at Etihad. the Etihad. But that's kind of a lie as well. This is probably not a good promotion for UCFB. <laughs> right. Well,
1: I applied is. for UCFB as
2: well, so it's probably, probably a good thing you didn't yeah, get yeah, it. All
5: right.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm not, g- not going to say some of the things you said about um, <laughs> <laughs> your lectures. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they
2: kind of they kind of bill it and they sell it as you will be at the Etihad, you will be at Wembley. Probably not. I reckon about maybe. I could probably say less than fifty times I went to the Etihad for a lesson. So it's kind of billed as this, and they sell it as this. But like one of my mates didn't even have—I think he must have gone in a handful of times to the Etihad. They kind of just dot them around at certain like schools and colleges where you go (laughs) and study a lesson. So it's a little bit Mm misconceived, the misconception. Sorry, the way that they kind of sell it. But in the industry, people see this degree from UCFB, and they're like what degree was was that was it uh i did football media and business um so yeah it's very similar to the journalism one i was on a lot of uh Mm -hmm. lessons and courses and stuff with the journalism people that's where a lot of like my mates are from there Mm -hmm. and stuff um so yeah like it was good don't (laughs) get me wrong uh there was a lack of females there obviously (laughs) being a football university like you know it's just men um so that kind of the social side of it probably lacking a little bit Mm -hmm. but at the same time the people that you kind of meet you know that they're going to be in this kind of same stuff as you they're going to like football they're going to like other sports you know so that's that's one good thing Mm -hmm. um over like kind of a more traditional uni uh some of the kind of experiences that you get to kind of uh enjoy and and take part in are definitely something to kind of um Look forward to. They do promote like certain clubs, and especially in Manchester, like it's a football hotbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are doing a football degree and you want to get experience at a football club, there are so many levels that you yeah. can yeah. go to and get well opportunities. you got the uh, the media city there as well, haven't you? Exactly. So exactly.
0: The Uni of Salford's there because I, d- yes. I applied oh there yeah. and I remember setting my interview and I could see Old Trafford out the window and I oh like yeah, yeah cool. I nearly went yeah. there for
1: a degree apprenticeship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did not mm. get in. Oh. <laughs> kind of <laughs> glad about it now, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're happy here. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, wouldn't have had all in good sport. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, so you obviously did your uh, uni degree there mm. and then interned at Huddersfield Town first. No. you d- Was it Ashton first? It
2: was Ashton first, and then I did about two months at Huddersfield, three months at Huddersfield.
0: Okay, so talk to us about Ashton and the placement year there. Yeah,
2: so I started off, I think it was i must have started in like early october at ashton in my first year because i was basically told on my course day <laughs> one this degree is good but it's not going to get you a job you know what i mean you're, gonna, you're sure in a class I'm with about <laughs> 30 40 people then there's every other university that's studying media business what have you got over these other people so that for me was like the kick up the ass like i need to go and get some relevant experience within the industry and I was like, well, let's go work for a football club. Because that, at the time, is what I wanted to go and do. So there was, uh, they had, like, a portal. I'm guessing you guys have one where there's, like, certain experiences or, like, certain opportunities that you can kind of yeah. access. Mm. And Ashton and their rivals, Curzon Ashton, were on there. So I applied for both. Didn't have any kind of uh, <laughs> bias at that point. And uh, I got a call off Ashton first. They came in. Day after, they got one from Curzon. But I turned them down. I'd already... <laughs> (laughs) already already gone to ashton (laughs) um and yeah it was i met i met this guy called uh george uh who now works for joe.com like uh he does interviews and Mm -hmm. stuff like i think he might have got promoted if i saw on linkedin like he's like their head of media or something there so again ashton seems to be like a hotbed for for people doing well because it is such a good experience and it is something that if people want to kind of get into sport or get into kind of journalism or media or anything like that I'd say go to a football club because it is one of the most eye-opening experiences you will get (laughs) because you are dealing with people and their kind of raw emotions at that time point so in the first year that I was there I was kind of just doing camera work filming games and then as I kind of got on with people at the club and they could see this is one of the things that kind of Throughout my whole life and my whole career has been my work ethic, and they've they've seen that and gone right. Let's uh, let's start putting you on commentary. Mm-hmm. Let's start getting you to go and interview players and managers after the game, write reports for us and stuff like that. And then by the end of the year, uh, George, who was the head of media at the time, was like, um, "I'm leaving because I'm in my third year. I'm going on to bigger and better things." He was like, "Do you want to take it over?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's go for it." So uh, yeah,
0: and so. Uh, head of media role what does that entail in terms of like um so what's your yeah yeah yeah
2: so a head of media at like kind of that level of football club basically you are running the show you Mm -hmm. have to make sure that you know the camera's there to film the matches because in certain leagues uh, like national league north you have a legal obligation to film the matches and send them to the league within 48 hours and if you don't do that big fine so there's a big obligation on that. So you have to make like sure camera equipment's there. Someone's there to film the game. We did commentary services. We did live Twitter updates, player interviews, manager interviews. So I was basically doing all that, mm-hmm. doing all the editing, updating the website, contributing towards the program as well. Fortunately, we had a company that kind of managed and sorted the program. But a lot of head of medias will be kind of dictating what goes in the program, um, writing certain pieces. We, we wrote certain pieces in the program as well if you ever read like manager quotes or player quotes in the programme, guarantee it's not either of them. It will <laughs> be, <laughs> be some poor little lad sat at a desk <laughs> writing them like I did at Huddersfield and at, um, and at Ashton, so, yeah.
0: Um, and within that role then, so what do you think, coming out of it and, and moving to zone and, and mm. what you do now, what were your sort of biggest takeaways and wh- what do you sort of bring with you now that you learnt from that?
2: I think, it's really it's really hard to say because it was such an eye opening experience that it made me never want to work for a football club again. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Um, basically you kind of it's it's unlike any other job. Whereas a normal job, you, you do your job, you go home, it doesn't affect kind of your life. But when you're at the club you basically take on it as a, like a like a fan. Mm-hmm. So when a loss, kind of or a heavy loss, happens you're down as well with the club because the people that you're then going to have to interview after the game, they're like down, it's mm-hmm. affecting them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the content that you've got to produce in the week has to be kind of more upbeat, kind of lift things up. So it's quite a emotional roller coaster of a job that I think a lot of people don't realise. You can't be kind of neutral about it. You have to kind of understand what people are going through at that point in time. During the time I was with Ashton as well, they were relegated. Never a fun experience yeah, mm-hmm. to kind of deal with that and then the following seasons that i was there the kind of the aim was we're going to put a load of money in back the managers we're going to go back up mm-hmm. never really happened so you then dealing with people who are coming under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. owners who have pumped in a lot of money like a shed load of money to kind of get this club back to where they are and they're not doing anything so then again you've got to try and go to players and go to the owners and be like please be positive because <laughs> yeah. you know we need to try and build something but they're like just lost again we're like 17th I've pumped all this money in I don't want (laughs) to do this (laughs) so yeah it's it's quite a demanding job and it's Mm -hmm. not a nine to five job either um there's a lot of nights where I'd basically like Saturdays would be we'd probably start at like I'd wake up about like nine be at the ground for about 12 probably wouldn't leave the ground till about half six this would just be for a like a regular three o'clock game get home then it would be Uploading the highlights, making sure they're all done, all the interviews and stuff. So, you're probably talking like I wouldn't finish work until probably like half nine, ten. So, like, it's a really, really it's long. A serious m- shift. Yeah, yeah, it's a long day, especially at that point where you're not even getting paid. You just <laughs> gotta, you're just just volunteering and stuff. Um, so, like, shout out has to go and props has to go to like the people that do this up mm-hmm. and down the country at f- mm-hmm. a professional level as well, because some of the hours that they must be working over a weekend. Oh yeah, must be ridiculous, especially like the night matches as well, where mm-hmm. it's a really long one.
4: Yeah. You
2: imagine they're probably not getting home till like four or five in the morning. Yeah. Like ridiculous stuff.
1: Like us last Tuesday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and so again, within that, what were your your favourite
0: moments and, and maybe some worst moments if if that's appropriate? Yeah, 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 that's yeah.
2: appropriate. Uh, Favorite moment has to be when I ran the line in one of the <laughs> games. <laughs> 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 are yeah, are they missing a line or something. Yeah. Basically, uh, like I'm a qualified ref, that's so what I did uh-huh. up, until, up until I was 18. Great way of making money, by the way. If anyone's like mm-hmm. under 18, really did you get good. much uh, stick? Oh yeah, loads. I've <laughs> uh, been threatened with like the worst police. Worst decision. worst decision. Worst decision you made. The worst decision I've made. Yeah. Oh my god. Come on,
1: Simon, <laughs> <come on>, Simon <laughs> Hooper. Uh, uh,
2: has he ever ref for you outfit?
1: He did, actually, once when I was playing primary school.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's quite a big gap between us, isn't there? Like yeah. Five, <laughs> five years' <laughs> age difference. <Yes. kittens. laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, worst decision that I ever made. I think I gave a penalty and it wasn't a penalty. And then it all kind of kicked <sighs> off afterwards. Oh, oh, oh. But, yeah, it's, it's it's a real nasty job. But I'm really glad that I did it because kind of makes you, f- you know.
5: Build a shell, Yeah, I yeah,
2: know. yeah. You're looking at it like, you know, you're going to games and parents are just calling you and... <laughs> threatening you and you're just like well yeah I'll, I'll take I'll take the 25 quid over <laughs> <with> me <laughs> <laughs> crying as well at the same <laughs> time I'll take it um, so yeah I was a qualified ref so a call went out because the referee in the game picked up an injury is there any qualified officials in the ground or near the ground and I was like well, I, here, <laughs> here we go here's my time stripped off went on walked past the went on naked yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Went past the home bench, and they were like, isn't that, isn't, isn't <laughs> that the guy who does the interviews? Isn't that the head of the media? And they was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, so yeah, walked on, did the first half. There was only about five minutes of the first half left. Then went into the dressing room at halftime, and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went out for the second half, and uh, the right back that we had at the time, mm-hmm. rapid absolutely (sighs) rapid and i'm there no warm-up nothing i've had a stodgy dinner as well because i'm thinking i'm just going to be sat commentating all (laughs) afternoon Like it'll be fine get there and i'm like chasing this guy up and down up and down kind of trying to keep in line with him but the kind of the drama of the game was the the linesman who then became the referee gave away well gave two controversial penalties Mm -hmm. yeah very 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 controversial penalties i was like okay. (laughs) Bearing in mind, there was an FA assessor in there as well, who'd come to, who'd come to assess the referee who got injured. (laughs) So he was in there and we're like, oh my God. Anyway, so after the game, I then go into the referee's room and I don't think people realize what actually goes off in this referee's room. It's basically a little room. Well, at Ashton, it was just a little room. And I imagine that a lot of clubs, even probably Mm -hmm. professional clubs at league Mm -hmm. one, league two, little room. There's about four of you getting changed, showering, you know, quite musty in <laughs> yeah, there as well yeah. you know what i mean a, you know anyway we're all changed the assessor comes in then the managers come in mm. and i didn't realize this was a thing i thought this was a thing at like professional yeah. level you know mm-hmm. what i mean the managers yeah. come in there'll be someone there to kind of assess what's said so nothing kind of yeah. is said that's where like a lot of managers pick up fines as well don't they and stuff mm-hmm. but at this level this guy just comes in and obviously these are just normal people that are doing this kind of part part time you yeah. know what i mean like Uh-oh. and this guy <laughs> comes in and he goes uh, he goes to me he goes oh che- cheers for stepping in mate cracking job well done turns to the referee and literally is just shouting at this guy this guy must be about 25 26 you know he's just got his first like few strands of hair <laughs> on his beard <laughs> and his mustache as well and this guy this guy's going in at him like why did you give that a penalty? That was never a penalty. Then he looks over at the assessor as well because he's just in the corner yeah. writing notes. And I'm like, is this, not, is this guy not going to like intervene yeah. as well? Because <laughs> you know this could be technically like abuse or something the way he's going in at this guy. The assessor's just writing it all down <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, if this goes on every single weekend, like no wonder like no one wants to be a ref <laughs> or stuff like that. Like it takes a lot of balls to kind of stand there, get shouted at and kind of have an argument to back up your decision. And in some cases, you're going to be wrong. Like, you're not going to get every single decision right. So it was a real eye-opening experience into kind of refing and stuff like that. But getting to do that at that club, it was pretty pretty, yeah. pretty special, to be honest.
0: Um, sort of, obviously, you went a little bit uh, behind the scenes there. Have you mm. got any other sort of
2: moments like that? Like, a peek behind the curtain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happily. Um, so there's a lot of... Can I say this? Yeah, sure. Let's say of it. <laughs> of course you <laughs> can. That's, that's how all good stories <laughs> Of course you can say it. Tom. So uh, kind of drugs is kind of pretty much openly accepted at that kind of level. I've seen a lot of that, a lot of players doing drugs openly. There's cool. a lot of money as well. This is what I think a lot of people don't realise is these guys will work in the week, they'll do like regular jobs, so they're on like between 20 and 30 grand, some maybe higher if they're doing quite well for themselves. (laughs) So they're already taking home like a decent average person's wage. Then on top of that, you're probably talking if they're a good player at that level, maybe 300, 400, pushing 500 a week. Then they're getting bonuses. I think I heard that one player at another team in our league had a hundred quid goal bonus Ooh. wow he got like 18 goals that season <laughs> I tell you wow. what yeah so that's on top of like this 300 400 quid that he's getting as well so you top that in with your regular monthly wage as well mm. a lot of the bonuses as well are paid like cash in hand mm. kind of back deal tax yeah. man avoiding so you're talking you're probably going home with like nearly three four grand a month not too you know what mm-hmm. I mean? People kind of knock playing at semi-professional level. They mm-hmm. think I've I've not made it. I've failed. I've I'm not a Premier League footballer. But in reality, these guys are making like mad money. A lot of them yeah. were like driving like <laughs> Mercs and Benz, and you're just like, bloody hell! Oh, okay, again, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's yeah. some there's some serious money. Um, there was someone at the club as well who was having an affair with one of the players. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he was <laughs> married and had kids, so mm. that's out there. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of um, interesting stuff. You know stuff. how
0: you <laughs> see, like, the, the, the finds lists and that, they come out on, like, mm. Twitter? Did you have, did you ever see that?
2: Yeah, 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 I saw the finds list, um, because the second manager that came in, I didn't really get on with the first manager, he didn't like me, he was a bit of a knobhead <laughs> anyway.
3: Any particular reason for that, or just... You d- just clash personalities maybe? Um,
2: he was just kind of a bit stubborn and I don't think he really respected the time and the effort that we put in. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second guy was a uh, really good manager. He's now at Warrington Rylands. Really nice guy. Um, and he just basically kind of let us into the world of what the club was. He was like, I'll show you everything that you want to see. And yeah, he was really good. So the, the fines list, there was some weird ones. It was like... Uh, there was one for music choice, so if you <laughs> picked, <laughs> <laughs> if you picked a bad song and no one else liked it, ten quid fine. I'd, <laughs> <would be, who laughs> I'd be. Who would be? Who would be fine the
5: most on this
3: table? Do you think
5: <laughs> me? Do you
2: reckon? No, I, Mate, I
0: listen to like I listen to like musicals. Oh dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Mean,
3: that's <laughs> not exactly <laughs> the best hype music before no. No, 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 no. Not in a changing okay, room. Okay, um, before a no, crunch three PM kickoff. In
0: terms of a hype, I reckon I've got a good I've got a good musical playlist like for a pre game. I mm. can do that.
3: What have you got on there? Phantom of the Opera. Top
0: song. <laughs> Top song. <laughs> Ooh.
5: Should have to
3: pick one walkout song, let's say.
0: Um Circle Back to me, I'm gonna pull up the playlist. Lovely.
3: Oh. What what was the what was the worst song at Ashton then? do, do you ever or the
2: worst player for it? Um there was there was one player who used to play, kind of like all the like drill and stuff like that that no one really liked on the team bus. That w- that's a big experience as mm, well, yeah. that I think people don't realise is um, so like long away games we used to go on the team bus <laughs> and stuff. Again, completely different world. You'd never expect like half the stuff that is on there, especially after a good away win. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: booze, everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I,
2: my little claim to fame. <laughs> on.
3: I have. Uh, I won't get into the story because we'll be here for another half hour. Uh, <laughs> I was coming back from a school trip and I we took the Watford team bus home. Oh, how? <laughs> 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 we, we, we got delayed coming home from, from Berlin. this so while the World Cup was on. Um, not that that has any relevance, but um, <laughs> we we were a day late. And so obviously the uh, transportation to take us from London back to Wiltshire um there, yeah. wasn't there because that you know that mm-hmm. had left the day previously so we were scrambling around um, the teachers were scrambling around the travel companies to see what they could get and the coach that they could find you know we, we just thought it was going to be a normal coach we turn up and it's just got w- the big Watford badge <laughs> on it <laughs> and then we step inside and oh my god it is luxurious like That's unbelievable. full on leather seats Um, you had proper t- TVs on like every seat like it was like a table yeah And then you had uh, there was like coffee machines and and and, and all the like (laughs) on the bus (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and (laughs) so much booze no uh, (laughs) I didn't (laughs) didn't see the booze but uh, yeah that was yeah the football team buses were that was Uh lovely so I can imagine it would be um, you know definitely different to say you know mega bus yeah
0: yeah Yeah. I've uh, I've picked my my pre match song Uh, I'm gonna go 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 with Many Men uh, by Fifty Cent Mm, Uh, decent yeah good song am I getting fined yes. I don't think you're getting uh, fined.
5: No, I don't right. think no. you would. That's
0: no. uh, yeah. Ma- a majority agree. I'm chilling. How much
5: would that fine be?
2: What do you reckon? Just a tenner. Tenner.
0: Tenner. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's all right. Could be worth. What's the what? What are like the biggest <laughs> fines?
2: So the biggest fines are like missing training. Yeah. Right, yeah, it makes sense. So. Uh, yeah. You know, not a p- not being at the game for like an hour and a half before stuff like that. I think there was one as well because they got a complaint about an away dressing room. So kind of mm. the principle was yeah. always clean up after yourself. If we you get any complaints finish like the showers sometimes my god they can be grim <sighs> like i've been in some of the away dressing rooms after like teams have lost heavy they'll just it honestly looks like a bomb has gone off in there <laughs> yeah they'll literally just chuck all their like boots and just clang them together and mm. socks yeah. tape Jeez. blood vaseline <laughs> yeah. dp just everywhere all over the floor <laughs> what's right.
0: the what's the crack with snus at that kind of
2: level um i didn't see any while i was there yeah But I definitely know it's, like, kind of present in football. Um, Like, it's, well, it's kind of like a little bit of an epidemic, if you like. Mm. I know, obviously, there's the talks of benefits and kind of some of the negatives as well that go with it. And I know a lot of professional players take it and are addicted to it as well. And if they are seeing kind of benefits of it, then fair enough. Mm. Um, I definitely think it was present at that level. I just didn't see it. Mm. Um, I definitely saw other drugs at that level, <laughs> yeah. um, not not legal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, interesting.
0: And then Huddersfield.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't enjoy Huddersfield. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what level were Huddersfield at at the time?
2: They'd just been relegated from the Premier League. Okay. So I went there because I saw an opportunity on LinkedIn. And it was like coming one day a week, mm-hmm. and you know. I was mm-hmm. like, let's go for it. You know what I mean? We're doing we're doing the the Ashton stuff. So I went in. Uh, I had to get up at like half five in the morning to get there. And you guys will know this as uni <laughs> students probably have only just gone to bed about four. <laughs> so most nights I was probably going there probably off like one two hours sleep. Oof. You know, but you guys seem like you know you really. Polite gentleman, you seem like you would be all in at bed at half ten, and yeah, of course, I'll yeah. Go, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was actually in bed at half
0: ten a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was on a, I was on a coach back from from Manchester this morning at that oh time, yeah. mm-hmm. and and you were still awake. It was like yeah. it was like when I was flying out of Belfast, you were still awake whilst I was. <laughs> like, however, I however, landed I landed in credit. Belfast in the morning, and you were still awake.
0: I was I I did I was making this document at some point. So there, there, there was a, a valid reason. For oh, someone's staying. got to do it. And most, yeah. of, no,
3: That's most of the time, you were on ChatGPT <laughs> making um, film adaptations of video games.
0: Well, I, I started with film adaptations of like big sporting events. We did mm. like the 2019 Ashes as a film. We had like Hugh Jackman as David Warner. I was <laughs> like, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is superb. Uh, but yeah, no, so talk to us uh, about Huddersfield and, and sort of, was that a similar role to what you were doing at Ashton or was it?
2: No, no, it was slightly different. Um, and I think I was probably misled a little bit. So when I went for the interview, they were like, oh, you'll do player interviews and like stuff. And I was like, oh, this is this is going to be sick. You get there. And obviously, like I said, I've probably been up since half five, working off like an hour's sleep. I'm spending my own money to get to Huddersfield. So it's not cheap. We're talking like 20 quid return train. You get there. And then you basically kind of, they treated you like, I I don't really want to slag them off, but I'm going to slag them off. (laughs) Um, You're basically doing all the grunt work. Mm -hmm. So I was writing about like firework displays or doing like the real rubbish stuff that Mm -hmm. no one's ever read in a program. Sponsorship enhancements and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. just stuff like that. And (laughs) like writing player bios for players that are never ever going to make the first team. They're just like fresh out the academy. And you're just like, I'm spending like 20 quid a return here. I'm knackered. So was that voluntary as well? That was, that was voluntary right as in. well. And I was like, it's not what I was promised. Yeah, it might look good on my CV, but I was just like, I, I just don't fancy this. Mm-hmm. And so I just jacked it in. <laughs> Looks good on the LinkedIn though. <laughs> yeah, 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 We put it on the LinkedIn because <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> Alright, it's
0: well quite well, good. <laughs> you only need one post, don't you? Oh, and yeah. yeah. Then, That's and the later. thing, get yeah. the posts in. I need, to, I need to get back on the LinkedIn post and Grind. Not, I've not. I've, I've been slacking.
1: I just need to do it in general.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, obviously, from those placements and mm. then finishing
2: uni. Yeah. Uh, what was the process like for getting into the zone, and how did that all come about? Oh yeah, this is this is fun. <laughs> um, so once you kind of, you guys will realise this when you get to kind of third year. There's a point where you do your dissertation, and then you uh, basically kind of just go into a bit of a panic because you're like, I need to get a job. I have no money mm-hmm. and I need to find some work, any work. <laughs> so you you are mad applying for every single job. Mm-hmm. I think I applied for jobs at Watford, Hibernian, like oh, everywhere, just, just <laughs> trying to get a job anywhere. Um, and eventually it basically got whittled down to two. There was Sport Bible and zone. So mm-hmm. I did a trial shift for Sport Bible. And the job there would have been basically to um, acquire articles so you would find a news story for someone and then the writers would write a new story about it. Right. So your job basically was delving in on Reddit, looking on Twitter, trying to find weird and wonderful stuff. So I think the day that I was on trial there, they put me on maybe like uni lad or something and they were like, oh, find us like stories about like alcohol or drugs and stuff <laughs> like this. Yeah. So you're literally for like eight hours a day scouring Reddit and stuff like that. It's all right, money, pretty cool. I wouldn't have minded that job. Um, but at the same time I was doing the interview process for zone, and initially I went for the job that I actually got, did an interview, did a follow-up interview and they went, no. They went, we don't think you're ready, but we like you as a person. So we're going to put you up for this other job. Mm -hmm. Went for this other job. Again, we really like you, (laughs) but we don't think you're ready for this job. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they was like, we'll be in contact. And I was just thinking, well, that's, that's that dream dead. Then I get a call back and they went, uh, the... Initial job that we declined you for, we're now actually going to offer it you. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I must have done about six or yeah. seven interviews at the Every single time, like cacking my pants as well. Like, <laughs> oh god, I nearly need to do this. D- well, like there's eighty quid in the bank account. Come yeah. on, let's <laughs> let's smash this interview. So yeah, it was it was a hassle to get in, um, but eventually we got in, and that's that's the main thing.
1: And uh, what would you say that your dream job would be going from there? What would you say? My dream job. Mm-hmm. Good
2: question. Uh, I think my d- ultimate dream job would either be kind of full-time content creating, mm-hmm. whether or not FPL or, or some other kind of football-related mm-hmm. content, or potentially just doing any sort of presenting. Like I said, my passion and hobby is opening my big mouth and kind yeah. of chatting in front of camera. Yeah, know I don't We've all got that right there. That's <laughs> healthy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want your voice to be heard, and that's yeah. kind of where i want to be and that's why i've created this fpl channel Mm -hmm. and stuff because even if nothing comes of that i know that it's a positive experience Mm -hmm. It's putting me out of my comfort zone all the time trying new things and ultimately i know eventually it will lead to something maybe it's not going to be the fpl content that's going to blow me up or put me in a position that i'm very happy with and this might be like the same for you guys you might do this podcast and you know, you might get to third year and you've gone, well, it's done all right. But then when you go to, like, job interviews and they see this, they go, yeah, yeah, go on, level of good sport. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? It's all about doing these experiences that put you out of your comfort zone, push you to the next level. And sometimes th- it might not be that thing that you're doing that's going to lead you to where you want to be. But you will realize down the line that all that relevant experience that you've picked up, like doing commentary or doing little bits of Photoshop, now it's like, well, I do Photoshop every single day. Yeah. And I had to learn it, at Ashton, but I never realised what it was for at the time. Now you're like, oh, YouTube, stuff like that. So it's just picking up as much as you can, soaking in as much as you can, and eventually you will get to where you want to get. Mm-hmm. That's the, That's the aim and the hope.
0: <laughs> Bit of an odd one, but if you were to branch out from the FPL content mm. on YouTube, where where do you think you'd go? Like, if if you know hypothetically,
2: is there anything else that interests you in terms of content creation and? Um, I think I, f- I think I'm pretty big into kind of like the kind of positive, kind of masculine kind of area. So I don't know if you've heard of a guy like Hamza and stuff like yeah. that. So that's kind of like been a big area of my life where I've like kind of turned things around a little bit, um, like hitting the gym and stuff. Like I don't, like I'm all right, I'm all right looking now, <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty muscly. Um, but there was a time before where I was very skinny you know, not very athletic, not in a good mental place as well. And I definitely think sharing some of the ex- experiences that I've picked up through my kind of short journey already and stuff like that, I think eventually I probably will look to go down that route, but I feel I do need some more life experience yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. Kind no, of. But that's
0: the thing, yeah. I think being able to share it and being able to talk about it, regardless of how big your platform is, and yeah, yeah, even and even if it affects one person, do I mean, I think that. Yeah, there's well, it always,
5: always, always an audience for that sort of. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah.
0: Like that's, and, and and I feel like as well, especially when it's it's people who you may know through a different avenue of content creation, then is able to come out and talk about the experiences that they've had. It humanises it that little bit more. Yeah, and it 100%. makes you go, do you know what? This is actually a real person. Yeah. you know, it's not just this voice that's telling me to pick Charlie Taylor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think I think the big thing that we are seeing, especially like within society as well, is like lack of kind of masculine role models for men yeah um and know,
0: especially sort of non-toxic
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um do we mention the tate word y- uh, Yeah, <laughs> i think i think that's <laughs> all we need to say yeah. yeah yeah um i think i think like you said like it was men's national health day or wha- whatever it's called yeah on the 21st and like nothing nothing was said yeah um and you know male male suicides are way above what women's are as well so there's clearly something going off that's not working for men i think i've found in my own life certain solutions and eventually we might look to maybe broadcast them i don't know
0: yeah Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. again it's something to look for in the future yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
2: just
3: about being open and honest like i i think that is what a lot of people um you know myself as a viewer i like to see people opening up about their lives maybe not going into like complete specific (laughs) but (laughs) but, you know some some people do and that definitely humanizes them like you said and just yeah i think with um you know that as a side piece to your your fpl content could yeah that would make you really unique yeah yeah yeah.
0: i think also to be fair i think it's nice that you know given that we are what a group of four lads five today it's important that we do touch on that here and there Mm -hmm. because obviously mental health and especially mental health within sport It's such a prevalent thing and it's something that, while mental health is mentioned as this buzzword and we hear it a lot, we don't necessarily think about it a lot. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm actually well. Um, I'm on not (laughs) a lot of sleep, but other than that, I'm, I'm, you know, all in all, I'm happy. I'm I'm doing the podcast. I couldn't be happier.
3: Joe, how are you?
0: Not bad. Bit of a fever. (laughs) Yeah, a
5: bit tired, a lot on. But yeah, getting along.
3: Alfie?
1: Uh, still recovering. <laughs> yeah, Just trying to get myself through these last two weeks. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm excited for Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tom, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good.
0: And <laughs> you, you, James? I'm
3: I'm decent. I'm <laughs> I'm tired. I've had uh, quite a long, long <laughs> weekend, uh, but, but a good weekend. Uh, you know, catching up with one of my mates, uh, which has been nice. And yeah, uh, looking forward to going home for Christmas in a couple of weeks. So. Lovely stuff.
0: Um, now, Tom. Yes, I've got a bit of a proposition here. Uh, <laughs> I'd like for you to have a look at our FPL teams. Shoot, and let's go uh, for it. Tell us what shit and what's <laughs> not. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll, I'll volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Um, but I'm nervous. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very nervous. Uh, can you see that? Okay. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Okay. If you can uh, log in, uh, right. if I can, <laughs> log in, right. yeah, that's the that's the tricky bit. Everyone else, pull theirs up. Where, where did you say you
3: were again in the world, Chris? Uh,
0: six six millionth. Right. Something <laughs> like
3: that. So it's so that's like. A bit below average, um, slightly. <laughs> like, like, because like there's about, says so total yeah, but players. how many teams 10. are dead? Million. There's usually I'd I'd usually argue like twenty to thirty percent of teams are dead. Probably More. a bit higher. More, yeah, forty. Yeah, yeah.
0: Probably 50. like forty fifty. A lot yeah, of people give right. I've got <laughs> my job. So I'll
2: pass that over to you, and uh, review pretty please. Oh dear. <laughs> 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 Um, there's definitely some template players in here. Yeah, uh, Ariola. A lot of people are massively frustrated with him, and West Ham's lack like of clean sheets. Fabian Sheer, yeah. Charlie Taylor, yeah. <laughs> Matty Cash is probably one that I would look to remove. Uh, and Buemo, decent pick. Son, decent pick. Doug- people who have Douglas Louise infuriate me. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know why I've still got him in. I'll be honest with you. Uh,
2: it's Because he's not a good pick. He just takes penalties and scores the occasional long shot. In terms of longer statistics it's crap. <laughs> Bruno, I would be getting him out. Salah, yeah. Watkins, yeah. Haaland, great. Uh, Turner, pretty standard. Archer, standard. And then the two defender choices, Tyreek Lamptey and Dan Byrne, both they, injured yeah, as go, well. Yeah, they've got to go. They've, <laughs> been, they've been hiding <laughs> on my bench for a while. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're six million, I don't think it's as bad as I was expecting. I was expecting, like, you know, just some proper rogue boys in here. The like problem is
0: I try, I, I feel like I try and go rogue too early. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, I try and get differentials in and then I'm like, okay, now everyone's got points and I'm <laughs> 200 behind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's what a lot of people do, though. They go for, like, players that they've just got, like, a, a hunch on. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, he's, he's going to be the next big thing. Like, one <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a big one for a hunch. I think I was like that with, uh, you remember Undav? He's now at yeah. Stuttgart, I think. Yeah. Uh, where, was he,
0: where was he at in the Premier League?
2: Brighton. 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 Really good record in uh, the second Bundesliga and in the Belgium League. And I was like, <laughs> this guy is going to be good. He mm-hmm. had like same level of data as Haaland when he was at Dortmund. And I was like, this is going to be him. I think he's probably scored about four Premier League goals. So, <laughs> yeah, don't always trust your hunch. Go with the kind of consensus a lot of the time and then break out when you can see kind of uh, options. But I don't think the team's too bad, to be honest. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take give you that. that. Maybe there's hope that. for me yet. Yeah, yeah, i definitely say so. Who's up next? It looks like rainb- Rainbow's getting in there. Stretch across. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Olana. Didn't do too bad this week, actually. Sinchenko, no. Trippier, Ake, probably a little bit rogue. Matoma, rogue. <laughs> Saka. Matoma, right? rogue? He yeah. was quite template, he we? was, he was, and then he's kind of fallen away. If I'm honest
5: with you, I haven't really looked at it for a while, no. and I'm still scoring quite well, which is, I was really say you've, you've, is. you've got more than yeah. me. Mate, uh, your <laughs> mum just said haha as well. As <laughs> <laughs> I, <haven't> <laughs> <said>. <laughs> I won't respond to that. <laughs>
2: uh, Gordon, yes, on yeah, Sonya. Foden's a different one as well. She said famous with a kiss now as well, so oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Solanke, I right, rate to be fair. Hoyland is an interesting one. I had it him was earlier. Yeah,
5: well, I think he scored a... Ha- I was speaking of a week about this, mm-hmm. and I think he scored a hat-trick in Europe in midweek at some point. He did. And I thought, I'll get him in. <laughs> He'll end up scoring a hat-trick in the Premier League, and he didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we're both <laughs> thinking of the same week as well, because yeah. that's the week I brought him in. I was like, well, I, this guy looks I p- good. I put him as
5: my captain as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it
2: really bad It me. might have been the week they played either Sheffield United or Luton, potentially. Um... That week was just <laughs> phenomenal, and I thought he was absolutely going to fly off the rails. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm going to pass your phone yeah. back because I'm fed up of reading <laughs> texts. <laughs> mm-hmm. well. You it might want re- yeah, to do it. a laptop swap. We'll do a laptop swap. <laughs> oh. uh, Alfie's passed me his phone as well now. Mm-hmm. Flecken, all right. Zinchenko, Anderson, Cash, uh, drB Probably want to get rid of him. Salah, Sterling, Mbouma. It's pretty decent to be fair.
1: Your bench is a bit questionable. Yeah. it's to be fair, it was a lot worse. I yeah, all yeah, injured yeah. players.
2: No, I think you'll be alright though. There's no one yeah. I'd probably draft. I mean, Isaac's probably yeah, the it was only quite, one.
1: It was quite sad to have t- uh, brought him in this week. Did Watkins that? Yeah, one? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> heavy that. Yeah. I trusted the Watkins process. I said, I said on my own uh, stream, not to plug I so told you I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Watkins will outscore mm-hmm. Isaac and Nunes over the Christmas period. I was just like, he's the second best striker mm-hmm. in the Brem. Go for it, um, but yeah. Nunez is such a calamity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love him. He's just he's he's entertainment. Right,
3: and last but not least, Mister Four Point Five Million.
2: Oh, <laughs> let's take a look at this. Uh, Ariola again, Gabriel Cash. Shaw, Alanga's an interesting one. What was the thought process behind that? I I
3: brought him <laughs> in this week actually because oh, I okay. was like I was like you know, Forrest, whilst their form isn't fantastic, they seem to score a lot, and a lot of it goes through him and Awanee. Yeah, hundred
2: so. percent. Um, but
0: see he shouldn't be 4.5 million <laughs> so I, I feel like I deserve where I'm at because I'm not paying that much attention <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dinger
2: as well what was kind of the thought process was that, that the Brighton, lad? yeah, yeah I
3: yeah. I had him on my radar at the start of the season but he wasn't starting so I was like I'm going to lay off on him and then uh, I'm going to trust the process because I think, he, I think he's a quality player
2: he does look very good though doesn't yeah. he again another one who had a really good record in the Belgian league and at Brighton yeah I already fell for that trap once. <laughs> I wasn't falling for <laughs> it again. Liveramento with seven on the bench is heavy. Yeah, I thought I'd hedge my
3: bets this week with the In- I'm a United fan. So I, I thought, you know, I don't want I don't want to back double Newcastle defence, but that would have been wise.
2: I think I think that's the problem that I see a lot of people, especially United fans, is they can't get over the fact that they're terrible, <laughs> and they <laughs> struggle to get that into their brains and their <laughs> FPL team. So they still go. Bruno, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Rashford, he's, b- he's back with his misses. <laughs> this is it, we're going, it's Rashford season, baby, and then they look at the team and go, oh, there's four points between all me United players. That's why I brought in Harry Maguire. Yeah, Harry Maguire as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: you kept to a clean sheet last week. Oh, that's um, it then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, overall, not the worst, not the best? Not one? the worst, definitely some interesting people <laughs> in there, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: Now, we have been going for quite a while, um, and I don't want to hold you Sorry. too long, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a great chat. Yeah, yeah, now, if we if we all feel up to it, if we've got time, again, I don't want to hold anyone for too long, we could do a winner and loser each. Quick mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a quick yeah, fire yeah. round of winners Go and losers. Quickly. Yeah. Um, who, wants to, who wants to take the lead? Joe Rainbow, start us off. Uh, yeah, I could start us off.
5: Uh, my winner this week is Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh yeah, I think I've stolen a couple there, uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he won the uh, UK Championship for eighth yeah. time on Sunday. He's, he's undeniable, yeah, isn't oh he's he? He's you know, he was, did you see the interview of him the other week? He was on, I think, like BBC or something like that, speaking yeah. about how he only plays to to ruin the careers <laughs> the of others. He now. was saying <laughs> he just can't, <laughs> be <laughs> asked no, he can't be bothered with it all. And yeah, he was saying that a couple of weeks ago. I think before his final he was he was once again saying, "No, I'm oh yeah, not don't bothered. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was,
0: I w- I'll put down it in my notes because I had him as well. Yeah. He reminds me a bit of Fernando Alonso. In what way? In the in the vein that, like, they're both... He's such a personality, uh, I was going to say, they're both personalities. They're both, like, the one of the older... Uh, Ronnie, uh, he's the oldest now to win the UK Championship.
3: And, mm-hmm. might I add, the youngest as well. So yeah. So he won it at age <laughs> 17. Wow. Um, which is a joke. I didn't that. And now he's, what, in his 40s?
0: Yeah. So it's th- it was thirty it's thirty years on yeah forty eight so yeah. he's forty
3: eight yeah. and he won it at seventeen so he's the youngest and the oldest own uh, winner of the UK Championship and what a man he is yeah, yeah.
5: well he when he you whenever you watch him he's just some of the stuff that you oh you man
3: he's a joke I mean at the moment you probably tip him next year's uh, World Championships to break Stephen Hendry's record mm. you yeah. know they're both tied at seven uh-huh. at the moment. And uh, what did uh, your mate Ramsey make of? <laughs> <laughs> the oh yeah, he actually didn't watch it, but he was—he
0: was quite. Uh, I think I was disappointed that he didn't watch it because I wanted to get his take for this. <laughs> but yeah, sure. so if he's if he's listened to this to mm-hmm. this point in the podcast, you've disappointed. Then you've disappointed us, as Ramsey. <laughs> um, so yeah,
5: my winner of the week. Yeah, over. I'll
0: go next. Uh, Anna Hersey, who shout out to Yi actually, who gave <laughs> me this one. Um, but it was she's a 17 year old Welsh table tennis player Mm -hmm. and she's now broken into the top 100 female table tennis players after winning uh, like a big youth championship Uh, but she's now targeting a place at the Paris Olympics oh right Um, so yeah Young, yeah. Another young player. I mean, it come back in 30 years, we could have a Ronnie O'Sullivan on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> lo- I don't know what <laughs> the, the longevity for ten t- table tennis players Yeah, is. I'm like I guessing it's quite a while. Yeah. But no? oh, I don't mm. know, they're quite agile. Well, you can well you see not. Ronnie doing the moves that the table tennis players are pulling out?
4: No.
3: lot <laughs> <laughs> of wrist action? Yeah. 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 This is sort are of, uh, You touched on the Olympics there. There is a really funny quirk coming up in the, in the women's football. I don't know if you've seen this. But so... Um, England women play Scotland women. Uh, I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow. Sometime this week um, in the Women's Nation League. And they have to win uh, because England are the kind of designated team for to represent t- uh, Team GB in the Nations League qualifying. So mm-hmm. if England win their Nations League group, then <laughs> Team GB will be in the Paris Olympics. But they're playing Scotland tonight, who are already eliminated. But the Scottish women can play in Team GB, obviously. <laughs> so they've <laughs> got the Aww. really odd quirk of, obviously they're Scottish and they want to beat England, but if they do beat England or even draw against them, then they're kind of uh, scuppering their chances to be in <laughs> the send Paris Olympics. Send out a rotated team. Mm, yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm
1: really intrigued by that, actually. I think it's a very funny quirk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alfie, a winner? Uh,
1: I've got a really rogue one, okay. to be fair, as I always do. Yeah. Uh, so the former Newcastle player, uh Hatem Ben is uh, he's now ranked inside the top one thousand five hundred paddle tennis players. Is he? Uh, in the world, yeah. Uh, and since leaving uh Lille last yeah. year, uh, he's won over seventy tournaments. Jesus. <laughs> you say Ben <laughs> Yeah. Ben Street Ar- streets won't forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what a player. Village
4: Barclays.
3: Yeah. Oh. Prime <laughs> pardu ball that was. <laughs>
0: What? Yeah, he utilises his quick feet and changes the pace for something different yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's paddle, awesome. paddle does look like a wicked sport to play. Well, yeah. I, played,
5: I played paddle. I coached paddle. Uh, so I went to Italy oh, yeah. for a placement to coach these uh, skilled school children. And one of the sports that they play in Italy is, is paddle. So I had to coach paddle. I had to <laughs> play paddle myself. <laughs> <laughs> you any good? Um, well, since you guys weren't there, <laughs> I was <laughs> world champion. <Yeah. laughs>
3: I haven't got a, a winner for you because, Ronnie, uh, that was mine as well. Yeah. But I'll give you a loser real quick. Uh, I'm going with the – oh, sorry, Tom. That's no, uh, all right. No, no.
2: That's shall
4: all we right. Oh. We we'll,
3: go for <laughs> no, we'll go for
2: your winner first, and then I'll and get then into we'll Yeah, but then we'll move on to our losers. Okay. Uh, my winner is going to be Conor Gill, who beat uh, – I can't remember his name, and he's my loser as well, which doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Conor Gill won his fight this weekend after a defeat to Kiko Martinez about a year ago. And he basically, after the fight came out and said that he was close to basically ending his life in June. He drank a litre of vodka, was sat in a park and was ready to end it all. Um, and then he went and won this fight this weekend where he was the massive, basically underdog. Um, he beat Michael Conlan. that's the guy, <laughs> beat Michael <laughs> Conlon. Um, and basically that fight is probably gonna completely change the kind of mm-hmm. trajectory of his whole career, to be honest. If he'd have lost that fight, where he wasn't the favorite as well, that would have probably been it. Mm. Probably would have never heard of him again. Yeah, Would have probably become a little bit of a journeyman or maybe would have suffered some other potential mental health kind of issues. But Mm -hmm. the fact that he's won that does seem like he has very much like a kind of Tyson Fury arc on the potential rise Mm -hmm. where mental health coming back from such a low point in his life to kind of winning this potential career changing fight especially at that weight class now where Lee Woods vacated quite a lot of the belts. Cause he's going to move up to, um, the next weight class. So there's potential that he could go for some of the kind of UK belts and then maybe look for some of the European and, and global belts after that point. So a mm. big win for him and a big win for kind of his mental. Successful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. M- sure. Michael Conlon. That's a, a name. <laughs> I, I don't follow <laughs>
3: boxing too closely, before. but uh-huh. wasn't he the one who got screwed over in the Olympics? Um, 2016 I think yes. there, was, there were Russian judges in yeah. his fight and he won and there was a whole documentary about <laughs> it I don't know if, you,
0: if any of you guys have yeah. seen it but mm-hmm. Controversial loss is suspected to have been a result of bout manipulation yeah. say the mm-hmm. Belfast yeah. Telegraph
1: uh, Before we move on to losers can I just <laughs> mention another win because go it's got to be mentioned Wait, every <laughs> <laughs> episode There <laughs> we go oh, <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> It's that time So, so Eurosport do 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 do. did like their best moments and best kind of things of the tennis season uh, and the player of the season was Novak Djokovic. Come on, <laughs> on, <laughs> <there> we go. <laughs> Off the board. <laughs> 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 the one and only
3: Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Sorry, no, there's only one one and only here, and it's the best tennis story of this week. <laughs> and, okay, there's my winner, Rafa Nadal, because he's coming yeah. back in January, and I'm so excited. You know, this is probably going to be his last season on the tour, mm-hmm. and I am so desperate for him to win the French again. And the Olympics not the as well.
0: Um, losers? Yeah, I have Josh Butler, um, mm. England's ODI captain, England's whiteboard captain. <laughs> Hopefully not for much longer, uh, because we've <laughs> come off the back of a, a big World Cup uh, that we massively underperformed in, and arguably a lot of that was down to Butler's captaincy. Um, and first ODI against West Indies, we lose, put a decent score on the board and lose. Um, he just looks out of his depth, and he doesn't. L- he looks a shadow of his former self, uh, I think, I don't know I don't know what's going on behind the scenes you know I'm not in his brain but it just it looks it looks to be the end for Joss Butler I, I can't really see a way back now uh, like he's in poor form the rest of the team are doing nothing and I have no I, I, and I, I've, I've written it down in the notes but I have no idea who would come in to replace him because please whatever you do don't try and regenerate Ben Stokes again but let the man retire yeah let, mm. let, <laughs> let Ben Stokes retire and let's let Josh Butler retire. Let him go and chill somewhere. He's done enough now. It's time for a new guard <laughs> in the England cricket team. And I think getting rid of Butler is going to be the way to do that.
3: Okay.
5: Uh, my l- I had two choices for losers this week. Uh, on the basis that I suspect that someone else has picked Sheffield United, uh, Sheffield United, I am going to pick the Commonwealth Games. Have you heard the news? Yes, that we were they at this. Um, Obviously, the organisers have struggled to find a host. The Gold Coast has pulled out of, of bidding for it. I think back in july if i'm right uh, victoria in, in australia also pulled out of the horse um so that means it's not going to go to australia and i heard i read somewhere that ex- experts suggest that it could be the end for the commonwealth games well obviously it's such a big competition yeah. as mm-hmm. well uh on that obviously hosting sporting events is very relevant at the moment obviously with the costs and yeah mm-hmm. and does it outweigh the benefits and sort of thing
0: well that's the thing so uh, I know the UK uh, we were reading just before we came on the podcast actually but the UK have now said that they categorically will not step in yeah. and take it and I think the Commonwealth Games while it was brilliant mm. uh, in Birmingham it cost a oh lot yeah, of yeah, money yeah. Did you go? Uh, yeah yeah, I went to a couple of things my brother uh, went to loads actually my mum and grandma did the opening and closing ceremonies which oh was cool brilliant. my mum got to do it through her work um, but it was. It was a really cool advertisement for Birmingham, actually. It was the first time when you see Birmingham spoken about and uh-huh. people aren't going, haha, the accent shit. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like uh, peaky Blinders has kind of revived your Yeah, <laughs> peaky, <that>. peaky Blinders and <laughs> the Commonwealth Games. That's what hopefully <laughs> we're known for now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another loser?
1: Yeah. Uh, mine's kind of a three-parter. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, Man United. Cheers. Yep. Uh, so, first of all, two <laughs> words, Champions League. Yep. <laughs> I don't think any more needs to be said on that. Uh, Second of all, uh, they've now conceded 33 goals, uh, which is the most of their opening 20 games of any season since the 62-63 season. Yeah. Then the third reason, which I think (laughs) is my favourite, which is really rogue, um, is that they're now under investigation by Trafford Council. After several people had alleged <laughs> become <laughs> unwell after being <laughs> served raw chicken <laughs> <laughs> during an event hosted at Old Trafford. What <laughs> a... Belong.
5: Can we quickly
3: think of some more? Just to rub, rub, uh, it, in,
1: just to rub it in. So my loser <laughs> this week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they uh, James, what I do you I think I about Anana? Out uh, of interest. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, what's his name? Oh, Anana. God.
5: Well <laughs> <it's I> some <laughs> somehow still <laughs> in my fantasy
3: team, so, uh, so...
1: I don't know, because, like... He's becoming as common as Novak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
3: th- there's so many problems at United. Um, <laughs> I feel I feel like Anana is like one of them. One of them, <laughs> <laughs> partially. Like I like the guy. I think he's a good goalkeeper. Like you don't suddenly turn shit from you know he was the best goalie in the Champions League last season, like statistically, and he put in, you know, he was Inter's best player in that in that final, and he's shown glimpses at United of like what he's capable of. I know you laugh, but you know he's put in. S- um, he's made some cracking saves and he's made some cracking passes, but he's also made some really stupendous howlers. You know, in midweek he conceded two free kicks that were basically straight at him <laughs> um, from Hakim Ziyech of all people. <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> dusty bowler. <laughs> I, streets I, will forget. Yeah, streets street <laughs> will forget Hakim Ziyech, and I just. Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> I, d- I don't know what the problem is if he's got like the yips or something when he plays Champions League. Cause <laughs> yeah. it, you know, apart from uh, like taking out um, whoever it was in the Wolves game at the start of the season. Mm, uh, what about defenders? Either was it Dawson was or was it, da- it was Dawson, I Ballon think. Ballon, Dawson, what a man. Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, he hasn't really made any more mistakes in the Prem and he's actually been quite key to us yeah. keeping a, su- a surprising amount of clean sheets for the goals that we do concede. Yeah. But in the Champions League, it's just crazy i don't know what it is but he's pretty much single-handedly like cost us qualification because you know in that Galatasaray game we were three one up and looking really comfortable yeah and then he just concedes a free kick that goes straight at him we crumble as has happened so many times this season (laughs) which is another (laughs) problem that i won't get into because again we are running like we've been talking for an hour and a half and i don't want to spend another hour and a half yeah (laughs) um so i'll move on to my loser then Uh, it's uh, the sports teams of the city of Belfast yeah Uh, So, as I mentioned earlier I was in Belfast this weekend a short flight over from Manchester to see my friend Tom uh, and he was like let's go to a couple of sporting events so uh, first of all we went to the Kingsband Stadium to see uh, Ulster Rugby in the United Rugby Championship uh, face Edinburgh Uh, we were standing we had I was uh, updating the All in Good Sport Instagram shout <laughs> follow out. Follow that if yeah. you please, please did not yeah. <laughs> please follow <laughs> that. Uh we will plug it on our socials again I'm sure tonight when yeah. this episode goes out. Absolutely <laughs> we will. Um that was a close game. Um maybe the scoreline y- it was 27-24 to Edinburgh. Um but there was a late kind of consolation try for Ulster. Good good game. Um really close at half time I think it was like 13-12 or something to Edinburgh. And then Ulster spent the first 20 minutes just, like, camped in Edinburgh's 22. Couldn't get it over the line. A lot of handling errors uh, and pretty poor at the breakdown. And then Edinburgh just powered over the line at the other end and and saw out the match. And then I went to the ice hockey yesterday, my first ever ice hockey game. Uh,
0: Love ice hockey, man. (laughs) What a sport. And
3: it was great fun to watch, but Belfast Giants... Lost four nil to the Sheffield Steelers,
0: which is heavy in an ice in ice hockey terms. That's because you think sometimes you'll you'll get like an eight four, but at least your team was sort of at the races. Yeah. A four nil, there you might had a sniff. There was
3: nothing in it. No, as as you said before we came on, uh, and I witnessed the only time that <laughs> Belfast got something in the net was a Sheffield Steelers player yeah. <laughs> who went sliding in. <laughs> got to say I love the physicality of it oh, it's
0: <laughs> so good. W- uh, were you sat up in the stands or were you at ice level
3: I was in the stands so, so.
0: next time you go if you come to a night's game oh, like stand at ice level different perspective. it's like a different game yeah. Yeah. yeah it's nuts the speed that they travel at and the the, the the like intensity of the hits you don't really like you can't really tell from up above and then you watch it and you're like oh my god um Tom, have you got a a loser for us? Yeah, of course I have. (laughs)
2: Uh, I've got Michael Conlon. Obviously, lost the fight to Conor Gill. That is now his third loss in his career. And arguably, this was kind of his comeback fight. This was kind of the one where he was going to come back after the loss to, I think, Lopez, uh, which was a title fight. This was kind of basically he should be beating Conor Gill. This was kind of he'll win this. Like I said, the be- the belts at this weight class have become available. This potentially could have put him in contention for some of those. Obviously, got knockout of the year as well. Unfortunately, he was on the wrong end of that as well <laughs> uh, from Nottingham's own Lee Wood. Really? Um, so now <laughs> that's that's free losses for him. It's kind of put him his career in a little bit of kind of jeopardy. Where does he go from this next step? This was kind of the point where his comeback fight was going to be build up kind of against some other kind of bin men and postmen, you know <laughs> yeah. journeymen tingus yeah. you know. pingus, pingus yeah know. exactly yeah. exactly he was going to come back then have a big title fight but now it's kind of gone the other way and everyone's like where does michael conlon go from here <laughs> yeah. realistically so yeah not good for in a him. bit of limbo yeah yeah yeah
0: and i think think this is the final loser. Has everyone done? We've all done. So yeah. final loser, uh, my loser, is Simon Hooper, who refereed oh yeah. the City game. And <laughs> have you boys seen this? Yeah.
5: It's about Erling Haaland, isn't it who, Yeah, who Erling Haaland yeah.
0: tweeted after the game. <laughs> not long after the game either. So yeah. he uh, stormed off, gone straight on Twitter and uh, quote tweeted a, a video from, from what happened. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a Hooper plays the advantage. Uh, one of the City players is fouled. The ball's played through, and Grealish looks to be through. He's past the Newcastle, uh, not Newcastle, Tottenham defenders, <laughs> um, and then the ref calls it back for advantage, which sort of caused a bit of a, a mini Twitter storm. It was very, it was very rogue. That's what.
3: Sorry, I've just <laughs> pull, I pulled up the Atalanta badge because Harlan's storming off with his hair. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> he untied it, and he looks exactly <laughs> like the Atalanta badge. It's is f- absolutely fabulous.
0: <laughs> But yeah, it was a. R- I've th- it's not something that I've seen before. That, like that, w- it was. W- it was a weird shout. Yeah. Mm. Um. But refereeing in general this weekend, were there any other big howlers? I mean, I know we had Wolves Fulham, which mm. would have been last Monday. Well, every week, though, isn't it? We? But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <But> admittedly, <laughs> we, were, we were we were pretty we were pretty. Sound Did you win this, this weekend? weekend? Uh, no, we lost two one to Arsenal. All oh, right. Uh, Jose Sarr went off injured. Um. Mm. But he's available for this week. However, we do have eight Nori who's out for a while and yeah. that's gonna be a big wore
1: my Arsenal shirt for that game. Yeah, that <laughs> was I, didn't, I
0: really didn't appreciate that. Alfie came on soccer Saturday and he wore an Arsenal shirt just to <laughs> spite me. Yeah, well we yeah. did we didn't
5: play this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Same. Probably we're not out of the FA Cup in the second round. But play Salford this this week coming weekend. I mean anyone wants to come along, why not? Oh I'll actually some point some point back in birmingham i will some come, point down, we'll come sure. down to a, a Bradford city game and
0: really show you where it is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I> won't bother <laughs> 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 i think that just about sort of wraps everything up it does. Um, so tom let everyone know where they can find you and what you've got <laughs> coming up if, if anything exciting or anything new
2: yeah yeah lots to cut uh, a lots uh, coming up especially in the fpl kind of space uh, if you want to check me out fpl tom on youtube fpl tom on tiktok and instagram and twitter pretty much if you put my name in i'll probably come up if not maybe some other one fpl tom maybe some other like copycat he's (laughs) gonna get a few people from this (laughs) great podcast i loved it (laughs) uh but yeah if he gets them whatever um but yeah lots coming up i think there's six more deadlines to go in december for fpl i think i'm doing five streams bar the boxing day so there's lots to come there Plenty of video content. We might do some more watch-alongs as well because they're pretty funny. You know, <laughs> watching me cry and laugh yeah. at <laughs> and <laughs> Sal and missing open nets, just stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just want to say you guys are like really good at this, by the way. Thank like, you. Very it's well. a <laughs> really good podcast. <laughs> Great, thank you. And you're gonna
3: post that on your socials. Yeah, get that on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <ever. laughs>
0: but no, yeah, thank you for thank you for coming on. It's been a it's been a pleasure to to have you on as our first guest, and hopefully. We we continue yeah. onward and upward and yeah. yep. you know and, and uh, thanks and you know, thanks for coming on. It's yeah, it's been a great chat. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> so experience.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> thanks to you, Tom. And thanks to, mum. Yes, yes. Thanks yeah. to yeah. Joe's yes. Mum. Yeah,
5: thanks to Joe's Mum who is our <laughs> second <laughs> ever guest. Second, yes. Next week, by the way, third guest, Manny from Bradford City Supporters Trust is coming on. So tune into that as well. yeah. Yeah. yeah.